back to the Essential Beauty Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today is the 49th episode and I'm quite excited. I mean, I know 50 is just a number, but I am quite excited. So I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened and who has spoken on the podcast before. I I just want to say thank you guys a lot. So today I'm joined by Judah, I'm joined by Ray, and I'm joined by Nikki. Nikki's making a debut today on the podcast. So yeah, what well, a good time to... I mean, Chelsea just drew to Everton 2-2. So, well, I mean, it's not really a good time to be on it. Perhaps it is, perhaps it's not. But yeah, it's good to have you guys. Nikki, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Not bad. First time on the episode. Good to have you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, Before we get into the game, Judah, Ray, how are you guys doing? How do I say goodbye? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, yeah. How are you guys? Uh, I mean, like, compared to the last game, I'm bad. But Judah, how are you feeling? <laughs> I mean, I could be better as well, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> uh, but I really promise that I won't let Chelsea, like, affect my emotions anywhere because if not... <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, I could be better, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just there, man. Fair, fair. All right, where do we start from? Today, I mean, Chelsea were going into a game like this against Everton, our bogey team. And we knew that if we win, I think, Ray, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if we won, because Spurs dropped points, we would have probably closed in to top four, right? No. So um, we had 37 points before today. We need 40 points to escape relegation, guys. We're very close to escaping relegation. Um, if we won our game, we would have had a game in hand on Spurs, who have... 48 points. So we would have been uh, eight points behind Spurs. And if you won our other game, we would have been five points behind them. Top yeah. four. Yeah. I also had the commentator, it was like, would have been two points. If you won today, would have been two points away from top six. So it's interesting. Yeah, that we would have easily gone to top six, yes. We would have easily been top six. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that we drop points like this today. I mean, let me just ask everybody in a simple sentence what, what was the most frustrating part of today? Let's start with Judah. Because I can see Judah is very like. Um, I mean, the most frustrating part has to be like the substitutions they made. Like the substitutions didn't just make any sense whatsoever. Like when the guy was making the subs, I was like, "What's this guy thinking? Why do you always keep going defensive too early in a game? Like you are playing a teammate, like." Um, Everton, where you know, like they're going to defend deep and all that, and you are bringing in defensive substitutions and I don't know players that will have an effect going forward. I'd like, see, uh, Potter, Potter just keeps doing my head in, and uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy is, is is something else, man. Like, I don't know. His in-game management has always been poor, and I feel like it will always be poor. Is is not just um, at Chelsea's level, unfortunately. Like it's, it's, it's just it's just not it. I remember, I remember on the previous episode, I said Potter's level is Conference League level, but somebody argued with me. Ubi is not. Bro, it's not even Conference League, man. It's, it's like it's like um, with bottom of the table, like Southampton level. Like <laughs> that's that is not even Conference League. That guy is not fit to manage any European. <laughs> all right so i'll hand it to nikki because nikki i saw your tweet earlier we we're talking about your tweet earlier today i'm going to try to search for it but you had you had a rant to 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 express mm-hmm. so before we go straight nikki yeah. okay what's the most frustrating part about today for you just like you saw in the tweet i talked about the whole parking of the bus thing you don't do that in like the 50th or 60th minute that's way too early to do that in a substitute. And, like, if you're substituting people, at least make the right ones, you know? You don't bring on Gallagher to come take over the midfield when when we have a game to win. Like, 1-0 is not enough. At least double the point and make that kind of substitution if you want to. Maybe... If, if it's defensive um, football you want to do or you want to play at that time, at least double the points. So that's the kind of um, frustration I have with him when it comes to that. And I expected Mudrick to come on. Like, just like you saw in the tweet, like for pace and more um, goal contributions, but nothing 
like Nani on the bench, Modric on the bench. Yeah, that that's that was my highlight of the game. Not a good one. Yeah. I mean, before I go to Ray, for me, the most frustrating part really was watching Porter on the sideline. Because you, you can, like, see that, okay, this guy, like, just tell them, slow the tempo down. No need to rush your passes, take care of your passes. But no, this guy just folds his hands and he's, like, passive. And all he does is cheerlead and he's just passive. Either he's cheerleading or he's keeping his hands folded. So, I don't know. Man. That was For me, that was crazy because I could see what happened before they literally scored the last goal. Like, it was, I think Chilo was trying to do something at the side and then, like, Porter just tells these guys to go to the side to, like, you know, slow down or keep the ball better or um go to the corner flag or something. But, no, he's just... I don't know, man. But, Ray, what can you say? Can you shed some... <laughs> Ray, can you shed some light? So, the same question to you, really. What was the most frustrating part of today for you? It's not really frustrating, but like I said, we love to Black Lives Matter today. Listen, um, coming into this game, um, I always said that our hardest game wasn't going to be like um, any of these UCL teams. It wasn't going to be Liverpool or any of these other guys. It was going to be Everton. Um, mm. Sean Dyche has beaten Arsenal. Like He gave them their first loss. Um, coming into this game, I always said, because of how simple he plays, he just plays like a simple four four two or four five one or whatever it may be. Just protects the, the the just packs the midfield, just defensive solidity, and that's like him. You just make sure the ball doesn't go in, get a bunch of set pieces, and then try to go from there. So for me, I can only look at what we controlled, and in terms of what we did on our end, besides the subs, because we're gonna have like a whole long thing about the subs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really like when when Decore scored the header. I'm like, yeah, it's Sean Dyche ball. You know, you can expect <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't really frustrated. It was one of those things where you look back and you're like, yeah, that's just what. Like, there were like a lot of like times last season where we just conceded some stupid goals. I don't think that happened today. We just conceded, and I don't know. It's one of those things you just shrug your hands. Like, yeah, we drew and. That goes on. That's why I'm not like fuming about it because it wasn't like I'm not looking at everybody thinking anybody thinking, oh yeah, you were terrible, you were absolutely garbage. Back. No, I was like, yeah. Hey, Some people had media second, Did you see the oh, second, the second goal? goal? No, no, we'll <laughs> talk about that because well, that yeah. has to do with the substitutions. We'll dissect. I, I don't want to. Yeah, we'll dissect that. Yeah, we'll dissect. We'll dissect each goal. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, Ray says we should really speak about the lineup today, so let's leave that. So let's talk about the first goal. Um, what was the first goal again? Oh, um, Joel Felix. I mean, it's a nice transition play. Da, 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 da. I think Chihuahua got another assist today. Nikki, what can you say about the first goal? Do you remember? I, I, I said it before the start of the game. He was going to score. I had already said, we don't want to see the whole crossbar would work challenge. Just score a goal. At least make your mark at this point. Because we have a lot of Chelsea fans talking about um, we having Kunku coming. Is he really worth the price? You're quoting at this point. I think he's still a great player who can, who I see has a future in Chelsea Football Club at the end of the day. And I thought that was a a wonderful goal, but I just wanted him to make a point at at this at this rate because you know all the previous games that we've had, it hasn't been the best. You know the. I, what was the last goal he scored? Was it against West Ham? I believe. I believe so. Yeah, I just West wanted, Ham. Was it West Ham? Yeah. So I just wanted him to score again, just to prove a point, because there's a lot going around talking about is he the best player really to, you know, come play for us at the end of the day? Is he worth the price? I mean, if we are selling Mason Mount, do we need to buy Felix when we have Kunku coming? So all that kind of stuff. I think they can gel at the end of the day. So. I wouldn't mind seeing him at Chelsea Football Club, and I was happy today that he scored. It was a nice goal, and he had a good impact. I mean, besides when he had the chance to pass through his teams and he opted to shoot. Besides that, I think he had a good game. You know? Um, Judah, what can you say about the equalizer? I mean, he was... Because, no, the reason I'm asking you is because on, in the previous episode, you mentioned Kepa's deficiencies, how he, he fumbled a few, like, crosses and all that. Okay, so yeah, that one is that. That's uh, that, 
I think I'll put that on the set-piece coach, which is Anthony Barry, or what's his name, because he went for a zonal marking. Yeah, he went for a zonal marking. When he knows, like, they have big guys that can, like, win the ball, and, like, win the first ball and that kind of stuff, and he's going for a zonal marking instead of man-for-man. And I don't know, I just didn't understand that. And did you see the person that was marking, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy was called... Dukure. Um, Dukure. It was Kovacic, like Kovacic. You are, <laughs> you, you are asking Kovacic to mark someone as physical and tall as Dukure. I don't know, like, see, uh, the whole... Potter and his coaching staff, they are they, they are so clueless, like so so clueless. It's the same set piece that cost us the first leg against Dortmund. And I can say it has literally cost us today again because if they didn't have that first goal, they won't, you know, like have the confidence and all that to know that okay, yeah, we can actually go at these guys and score. So, but I don't know, like I would just say it's down to the set piece coach basically, and yeah, I'm I'm not sure um, we can fault Kepa there or something. Um, that's, that's no, because me. Kepa should be, you know, should be stronger. No, no, there's no way he could have claimed that ball. No, like, the, <laughs> like the, I don't know how to explain. He was just, like, passive in the... Kepa should do better anyway, but it's fine, it's fine. Um, Ray, do you know talk about the penalty? I mean, Rhys James had a very nice um, like, role in the penalty. Like, you know, what can you say about the penalty? It was really... Were you, were you tensed or anything? Kai Havertz seems to be... I mean, it's, it's my boy Kai Havertz, man. <laughs> conversion um no i think um besides the run um this is one thing i have to like credit uh because potter like in terms of taxes i've complained about his build-up and everything and knowing when to switch things up um the beginning of the game we're just uh allowing chilwa to go forward and we had reese james kind of in this passive left like you know how normally he played wing back which is like really really high we had basically chill go left wing back which is like really really high and then we would have reese james play basically right midfield which means like he'll be he won't be playing as high as the winger but he's not gonna be playing as low as a regular fullback he's just gonna kind of be in the middle and just occasionally take liberties going forward um the minute he saw that the the chill because we were having some fun on the left side with chill but he's like oh hold on let me switch to the right hand side we started getting the ball to uh, get he basically told Enzo to start linking into Chilwell, Chilwell linking back, and then create space on the right hand side so Reese can just run into the space. And eventually, we just started isolating. Was it, it was Coleman, it was Coleman could uh, isolate Coleman, and they couldn't handle him. Tarkowski went there to go do two v one defending, didn't work. Um, Reese James, um, yeah, did his thing, won the penalty. Um, Kai Habits, ice cold, bang, you know, walks up. Stutters, bang, you know what I'm saying, left bang. But I think um, what I can take from that is more so that like he knows how to use um, his play as well um, in terms of because we didn't know how to switch the tempo. I think in terms of possession, we're fine. But when we in our leading position, that's kind of when you can see the crumbling happens. And whoever's going to speak about the equalizer, I'm going to give it to you. So, oh uh, yeah, see, um. Before we talk about the most frustrating part of today, can we... Is there anything else we want to talk about? I know we've not spoken about moment of the match, but we'll come into that. So let's talk about the equaliser. For me, Koulibaly's at fault, but, you know. Um, yeah, so um, the, the equaliser, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not just down to Koulibaly alone. Kepa could have done way, 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 way better than, you know, than what he did. He fumbled the ball and... Is is not just a a, a um, top like how do I put it, a keeper for for like a top team, you know I don't know like I said it the last I think it was the last last episode yeah when we played when we played um yeah when we played Leicester he could have easily cost us that match as well because he made two very big mistakes that he was only lucky 
not to like you know for us not to concede in those two instances but i guess at some point you run out of luck isn't it and yeah i think that's, that's what happened to him today because i don't know how you can't save a shot that you know there's only one place the guy is going to play to which is your left hand side and you are meant to be able to cover that kind of you know angle and be able to get down you're even small you're not someone that's tall like maybe mendy or something and you know we can give the excuse that he couldn't get down fast enough you know but you are like a small keeper that should be agile enough to get down and you know save a low shot but i mean it is what it is though but yeah kulibali also had um, a bit of fault in it but i would i would say it's more on kepa than on kulibali because kulibali still like tried to you know recover and put the guy off a bit but yeah yeah, I just wanted to add real quick that um, these are the games. These are the games that you really miss Thiago Silva in, because you know that he will be the one to save the goal. As bad as Kepa might have been today, and I'm a huge, huge like I'm a huge fan of both Kepa and Mendy. And I, I always say um, sometimes you do need to give Kepa his credit, but today he could have done a bit more. And I just feel like um, a lot will be put on Koulibaly because, yeah, he could bend his that. But I also feel like with Thiago Silva being in there, he could have done a bit more than, you know, Koulibaly would have done. And that goal, that second equalizer would not have, would not even stand a chance at the end of the day to even go in. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, okay, Ray, I see you're ready to speak. I just want to say, for me, I feel like Koulibaly's... Um, position didn't help and then for him to dive in do what he did didn't help as well i mean don't get me wrong kepa should be kepa should have a stronger hand you know in that situation but you know kepa you know what kepa is anyway but ultimately for me it's really badly but right you could um what's your perspective on the second goal before we speak about Porter substitutions Ray, what can you say? The, the substitutions have everything to do with that goal when it comes to the goal that was conceded um i was looking at everybody's position gallagher was supposed to be playing in a pivot with Enzo. And Enzo was supposed to be playing central midfield. Um, on the right-hand side, no, Gallagher was on the right-hand side, Chukumeko was on the left, and Kai was up there. So Kai went to go press the keeper. Uh, Chukumeko was on the left-hand side trying to press um, Mikalenko. And then Enzo was playing central midfield. Now, Decore was right behind him. Mikalenko gets the ball, you know, Chukameka tries to get it. He doesn't get it. It goes to the core. Enzo realizes the ball is coming because he's like, mm-hmm. hold on. You didn't do a good job pressing this guy. <laughs> Fine, whatever. The core is behind him. Enzo's not fast. Enzo tries to recover. He's catching up. By the time he gets to the core, the ball has gone to Sims, the guy who scores the goal. Now, Reese James was playing, like I said, left midfield. So he was also watching that zone. That's not his zone to defend. Trev was coming to come support. And on the, he was coming in to come cut it out. And him and Kulabali were supposed to go in and combine. Kulabali dives in and gets completely spun. Trevor's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to wait for me. And we're supposed to just get a corner out of this. Or, or, or we can defend this well together. And Kulabali makes a rash challenge. Now, this goes back to Graham Potter and his substitutions. And I'm going to just let us segue into the substitution and how it caused all two goals. So I'm just going to leave you to just transition to that, that section. And I'll explain how exactly everything he did is the reason why we conceded two goals. Yeah, I think we're there because, to be honest, we're going to talk about there's no matter the match today. I think we're going to go, go donkey of the game today. So obviously we're going to talk about moment of the match. And if, if you have a matter of the match, feel free. But I think we're going to go donkey of the game today. So Ray, let me start with you. Who was- no, my man of the match is Enzo Fernandez, the most progressive passer in the entire Premier League. Most uh, progressive passes per game in the Premier League, um, and also I think he's also won the most balls in the game. He did, basically did everything midfield. Um, don't keep the match, Conor Gallagher. Mm. And I'm not saying that because see if if when it comes to Koulibaly, um, I would have said the manager, but like you have to pick a player. When it comes to Koulibaly, you know we know how the guy plays, so. It is what it is. But Conor Gallagher's very presence is the reason as to why we conceded both goals. And I'll leave that when we get to the substitutions. 
Now we could talk about substitutions now because I thought you'd be like the donkey of the game was Potter. You have called Potter out for being the donkey anyway. So I think... It's weird because <laughs> when when you like remember where I always said like you know like if I see improvements in like our build up in terms of how we defend because now we can play out of the press fine we build it fine. I don't know why he's having Kepa do the hoop ball thing instead of us just playing out of the back, but it's fine. Um, overall, our defensive shape is better. I think the team is looking like it's finally gelling. Fine. Mm-hmm. The substitutions. When he subs on Conor Gallagher, right, we lose Christian Pulisic. Now, Christian Pulisic is, the, in terms of that left-hand side, him and Felix were combining really well. Now, we take Felix mm-hmm. off, we bring on Gallagher, right? Gallagher, mm-hmm. one thing we were able to do in those first 60 minutes, and we had 16 shots in those first 60 minutes, that's crazy. When Conor Gallagher comes on, we had four shots, they had seven shots. When Gallagher comes on, the is, the first thing he he has to he tries to do is he either tries to dribble past somebody or he goes in for a rash challenge or he can't control the ball well and he loses the ball. There were so many times where he loses the ball, he starts to pressure the likes of Koulibaly and whatnot. And then because of that, they have Fafana doing because Fafana got injured in the last ten minutes. He didn't come off like as a as a like he got injured, but he has like a cramp. It's not that serious. Fafana comes off right. Koulibaly gets shifted to the right. And then Trev gets shifted to the middle. That's, that's why we conceded the second goal. The first goal, yes, yes. The first goal, because he lost the ball, I think he tried to combine with Chilwell a couple of times. They lost the ball a couple of times. The pressure was on us. And then the, the set piece was competed. Obviously, the set piece is not his fault. But I'm just saying, every time he loses the ball, we lose possession. And then there's pressure on our defenders. And then eventually somebody makes a mistake. That's just how it is. And that, that one specific thing he did ruined the game. Now, the problem with like Pulisic, for example, is like you need a player to run in behind. That's what Pulisic was there to do. Him and, and Felix there. Felix creates a space and then Pulisic runs in behind that, which caused a lot of problems for their defense. That's why the entire like first 16 minutes we had full control of that game. When you take off Felix, now you have a guy who, and, and Conor Gallagher can't dribble, and he's not a threat in behind. Yes. So, that that's one of the that that literally changed the game right there. We lost the game right. Well, not lost. We drew the game right there. Conor Gallagher and then Ruben loves his cheek, and all some of the other ones too. But that was the biggest one right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll say that's the moment of the match then. Right? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Nikki, how about you? Okay, because I really don't have uh, like a man of the match. Honestly, I only do. Like, the guys who, like, if we actually win a game, then I'll have yeah, like, yeah. like, a draw or a loss. <laughs> feels like we lost, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it feels like that, exactly. So I don't want to get into that whole man of the match, but donkey of the match, well, I mean, based on, like, my, my tweets and all the stuff that I've had to say about Porsche, people will think I probably have an agenda, but honestly, it has to go to Porsche. Because he knew, he knows, he knows, he knows good and well. This is, this is a coach from Brighton. Let's not kid ourselves and say this guy was not good at what he was doing at Brighton Football Club. He was. So why do you come over to Chelsea? I mean, Chelsea, first of all, that, that's a big club for you to even have that step over. Should have probably gone from Brighton to probably Tottenham Hotspur to Chelsea football club. Anyway, he's here, right? So that that alone is a is a leap, and he's good. But some of the subs just don't make sense. At the end of the day, like bring on someone who can advance the game a bit better. He doesn't do that, and so it, it kind of makes me question his ability as as a top coach. I don't know what he's. I don't know. With this performance, I don't know what he's going to take into the Madrid game. It's been a concern. Like you said, this feels like a loss rather than like a draw. So all of these, putting them together, not knowing who to sub, not knowing you're starting 11 at this rate, everything together, it's just, it's just, he's just, he has to be the donkey of the day for me. He has to be. He has to take account. Yeah, he has to take accountability for this. I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying so hard to find blame in each player at the end of the day, but there's none to go off of. 
like we could have done so much better, but the subs alone, that's, it just ruins everything. What can you say about his man management? I say I don't have so much to say. I oh, always I always okay. I always compare Tuchel to. I always try to compare Porta to Tuchel. That's like a bad comparison because they're on different wavelengths. But when I look at that, yeah, look at Tuchel and I look at this. It's just it's just awful. Everything put together from his stats, everything is just awful to look at. So I, I start from there. It's just. I know, right? The reason I asked is because, like, look at how he handled that throw for final situation, and look at how he's handling the Modric situation. Like, like, are you trying to are you trying to motivate these guys, or are you just trying? To, I don't understand. Like, it makes no sense. But I actually yeah. disagree with you when it when it comes to Datro Fofana. Um, Datro Fofana, I always said like, we know, like, come on, he was a twenty year old. The only reason he even played games was because we had a bunch of injuries. I think he's a good player, but. He's the type of person you loan out for a season um, or you develop. And, you know, when it comes back, maybe in a year or two, the like the raw parts of his game will, you know, will be gone. Like you'll, you kind of shape that out. When it comes to Mudrick, um, it's, it, it's difficult because I, I see, like, I think th- the type of game that we were trying to play, it fits Christian Pulisic more. Because people keep saying he's a touchline winger, but he's not. Right now, he plays more of an inside forward, which is like better for the three four three. That's why, like, when we played the three four three the first time, Modric was playing false nine. He was fan- he was playing false nine and dropping deep and playing that tennis position because, um, in terms of this low block, what he's gonna try to do is knock the ball past them, and then he's gonna run into a bunch of Everton defenders. With Pulisic, it, he works way better with Felix. That's why he was selected. Um, and also, Mudrik isn't all the way match fit, and Pulisic kind of was there before Mudrik, so it's fine. The problem really came when, if you're going to take Pulisic off, you bring another threat in behind, and that's where the issue comes in. That, so he should have put Mudrik, or he should have put Chukumeka on the left-hand side. Um, yeah, but yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he switched up the system in a way. I agree, yeah. I do agree. He should have... I don't mind him starting Pulisic ahead of um, Modric, but at least, like, like keep this guy's um, thingy going, his, his form and motivation. And the reason, before anyone... I'm about to death row for Farnathan. Ray, you have to bear in mind, look at the performance he put in against Southampton. You can't just bench him after that sort of performance. That's what I mean. But yeah, um, Nikki, go on. Before I go to Judah. Oh no, it was yeah, it was like the same. I just wanted to link it to the same thing Ray said because I'm in agreement with him. I think you did say something about him being loaned out to get some experience. I do mm-hmm. agree with that. But have we ever considered, you know, playing Obama Young at some point? You know, like not everything Kai can do. For me, I don't want to say I'm a Kai um, Kai Hubbard hater or anything. Actually, I'm indifferent about him. There are days where I'm happy. I'm happy that he scored a goal, and there are days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, my God. how many times are you going to miss, you know? But sometimes, bring on Obamiya. Like, what is what's he there for if you can't use him? At least try no, with him. I mean, He's not even like, try. I'll, I'll say this not because when he first came in, Obamiya was up front. We played like a 4 2 3 1 with Obamiya up front. And. Mm-hmm. Basically, when we got found out, like when all the injuries happened, we tried to use Aubameyang as like a left winger, but not like a touchline left winger, like someone who runs it behind, kind of like Rashford does. And people forget when Aubameyang is on the like in possession, he's a liability. He's basically like it's like playing with ten men, and people forget that they're like, okay, he scores. Now, when it comes to Kai, even Kai, the last two games, he hasn't been playing up front. Felix has been playing up front. Felix yeah. has been, if, you look, if you look at it, Felix has been playing up front. Kai has been playing behind him um, for the most part. I didn't see Kai up front not one time. Kai was playing behind Felix the whole time, or Pulisic was playing central the whole time. Yeah, they never, they, yeah, or Mudrik. But Kai has not played up front in a long time. And I think because he's not going to be here at the end of the season, and I get it, you want a striker, like, you know, somebody who can actually finish goals. But I think also in terms of our overall system and how we create the chances we create, Aubameyang is going to be a hindrance to that. That's why he doesn't play. But that's just my yeah. take on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I do, you know? I, I do agree because I think we play better without Aubameyang. 
unfortunately. But yeah, let's not let's not leave Judah out too much. Uh, Nikki, did you mention your moment of the match today? I don't have a moment, so you can go on. <laughs> it can be a bad one, like a bad moment. Give us <laughs> it could be a bad one. Well, I will say the the second the second goal, like the equalizer for the second goal. So yeah. So. All right, fan of him. All right, Judah. Judah, what can you say about today's game? I mean, like, what was the moment of the moment of the match for you? And if you have a donkey with the match or a man of the match? Well, uh, so <laughs> the two guys already mentioned two donkeys. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mention the one that they left out, which is Kepa. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, we have three donkeys, Kepa. Mm-hmm. The coach is coach and and um what's his name? What's the third person that, that was mentioned? Balaga. It was no, Kulavale, wasn't it? Or Gallagher. Yeah. It was Gallagher. yeah, it was Gallagher, yeah. Um and yeah, the moment of the match for me has to be when I saw Galaga coming on instead of Kante. <laughs> it has to be when I saw Galaga coming on instead of Kante. I mean, people always say like, you know, um, Galaga is like his uh, the run dog or what did they call? Yeah, his guard dog. <laughs> they call him Galaga. Yo, Galadog is the funniest Lander name, bro. He's like a he's like a pit bull. He's like a you know those hairy brown blonde dogs that just run around. <laughs> like every time I see him, I just laugh because he really just runs like a dog, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> It's like, like, I mean, when I saw um Emo coming on instead of Kante, I'm like, okay, let's let's even say, okay, you want someone that's going to like run around and you know win tackles and like you know win the ball back high up the pitch or you know stuff like that and you know not give them time on the ball to like start their counter attack and stuff like that. You literally have Kante on the bench and you're bringing on Galaga instead of Kante. Like, how 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 does that make sense? How how does how does and the, the funniest thing is that he actually spoke about Kante a lot coming into this game, you know, saying like that he's world class, this, you know, that the team have missed him. And I'm like, so you are saying all this about someone here, yeah? and your brain doesn't tell you that okay, you actually instead of bringing in someone like Galaga, you should actually bring in Kante first. Like the guy just to top it off, yeah, he now even brought in Loftus cheek before. Before Kante and uh, people are like, I, I saw people say that it's because of set speeds and stuff and whatever. I'm like, okay, even if it's because of that, you should have still brought brought in Kante before Galaga. Like, so in fact, I changed my answer. No, the 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 donkey of match has to go to Potter. I'm sorry, it has to go. To... I changed. Uh, do, my... you, do you know the funny thing, you Judah? Every time we play, and somebody's peeped it. Every time we play and we're winning, we switch to a three-five-two. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, That's why? the whole point of him bringing on Gallagher. He always switched. He brings in Gallagher, and then he brings another midfielder in because he did it with Chukomeka. He brought Chukomeka to play. So basically, yeah. who was in who was in the front too? Oh my god, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Chukomeka and, and Kai, or did we play like yeah, a three? Yeah, I think it was Chukomeka and Kai. Yeah, it was playing like a three-five. Chukomeka going forward. Like oh, I don't know, the guy is, is uh... Chukomeka. I, I feel like people feel like because the guy is good at like attacking. He has to be the tag of midfielder. No, he's just an eight. Play it's him in midfield. Your coach, bro. It's your coach. It's Everybody your coach else can see. I can that. see he's an eight. He can do the defensive work. He can go forward. Play him in the midfield. I'd rather him have him there than fucking Ruben lost exactly. his cheek. Like, but actually, would you, would you blame them? You won't blame them because that's the way your coach uses him. Your coach uses him as like he's a 10 or someone that you know that, that is good going forward than being in the midfield. So, he said my coach, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, that's not my coach, man. You know, that's not my coach, dude. You won't really blame them, man. I know Carney yeah. Chukameka is an eight, bro. I can see, I've seen him defend better than Ruben Lost Cheek in a pit. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what I have to do to just, just get my W's, man. My guys is being used incorrectly. Yes. Yeah. Guys, guys, so frustrated, so frustrated. Yeah, but let's talk about Madrid and the international break. So, what was your reaction to getting Madrid in the um, is it quarterfinals? Yeah, in the quarterfinals, like it's a repeat of last season, if I'm not wrong. So, I mean, how are you guys feeling about this at the time of the draw? Not now, because obviously we've drawn and all that. I mean, your perspective when the the draw first came out. Were you feeling optimistic? Were you feeling Sad. How are you feeling? 
Yep. I'll go first. So I was using my POV to determine. I, I had a feeling, and Rachel's going to say, oh, you're buying bad, blah, blah. No. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to competitions like this, Chelsea is first and nothing else. I don't care about buy-in. Chelsea matches first. So She's when lying. I saw... <laughs> When I saw Madrid being picked out first, something just said, Chelsea is falling up next. I don't know why, but I had a feeling it would probably be Bayern or Real Madrid. And I don't want to say anything negative because we have beaten them before. Like, let's not kid ourselves and say, okay, we are going to move on. Liverpool, we're going to be beaten like 3-2 or whatever the scoreline was. 5-2, I think it was. But we can do this at the end of the day. We have beaten them before. The only thing we need to do right now is, it, it looks like we always lose at home and win away. So if we can just gather some momentum and take this, you know, in both games, first and second leg, I think we can do it. Now, I don't want to win under Porta. It's like so annoying having to win the Champions League at the Porta. I have no agenda, but like, I don't, I don't like the guy. Yeah, but it's my football club. Like, I want them to win regardless. So if yeah. we can win the Champions League under him, I'm going to be happy for a Chelsea football club. Not for yeah. Graham Porter, but at least he's done something in his career. So he can take this with him to the next club, pretty much. I hear you. I battled with those thoughts in my mind this week, actually. I'm like, oh, beat if Porter wins it, da-da-da. But actually... For me, I hope everybody can hear me fine. But for me, it was like, yeah. we got Madrid, everything we need right now. The only problem is we have Porter. Porter doesn't fill me with confidence. I'll just say this. Um, yeah. When it comes to Real Madrid, when I reacted, I was like, oh, makes sense. Uh, it does feel a little rigged, but I've always maintained these like two teams that I was afraid of. It was Napoli and Manchester City. We have to face them after. Um, and two legs. If it was a one-leg game against Manchester City, I'd be way more confident, but I don't want to face him over a two-leg game. Um, whether it's at home or away, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of them. Bayern, I think we can deal with them. Uh, they give us a lot of space. Kai Havertz would destroy them. I'll be honest. He'll, he'll just feast. Kai Havertz, Felix, and if you put Mudrick in that game, it's going to be just a feast of space. Um, in terms of Real Madrid, uh, we've played them seven times and they've only beaten us once. Um, so record what? Yes, I didn't make that up. We played them seven times and they've only beaten us once. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Porter. Those previous managers were not Porter. That's the problem. We're going. Um, if we played them at home, because the away the away leg is first. So if we go if we go there and we beat them at the Bernabeu, they're not. They're not going to do what they did last season because all their away games were at the Bernabeu. So, uh, not the away games. All the second legs were at the Bernabeu, and that's where they won a majority of their games. Unlike everybody else, we won the game, but we were knocked out of the tie. Um, <laughs> because we won the game because of Tuku. Yes, we won the game because of Tuku. But I think in terms of tactics, right, because I can only see what's going to happen until we score. In terms of chance creation, in terms of uh, Grandpa is setting us up in a, uh, a way where we can score a lot of goals or create chances and score some of them, I can very easily see that because this Madrid team really isn't that good, especially defensively. They're terrible. Um, they're one of the worst. Out of the, the entire eight, they have the second worst defense besides um, AC Milan. AC Milan have the worst defense in that entire thing. City is either third or fourth because, well, then again, when Laporte and Stolen and them guys are back, so their, their defense is probably like top three now. But we have one of the better defenses. Um, so defensively, we should be fine. Yeah, because the goals we, we conceded today, again, like I said, set piece goal, this, that's not really on defense. And then because Kulabali was shifted out to right center back and he shouldn't be defending wide areas, you know, he's the bozo on that side. So it is what it is. But if, if, Thiago Silva can actually be back for that game. His his injury should be healed. Or um, Chalaba can be playing right center back. I'm not super worried about defensively um, because Benzema is not the same guy anymore. Vinicius Jr. is going to get locked up by Reese James, let's be honest. Um, so the tie itself, 
Yeah, I'm not really too worried about Real Madrid. Um, but if they beat us, they beat us. I don't really care. I'm not losing sleep. I didn't think we were going to even be in this position. Um, so it's time to go and win it. Uh, the problem is really going to be if if Bayern beat City, then we're beating Bayern. If City beat Bayern, I'm just going to get on my knees and pray. And just, yeah. So that's all I can say about that. Just real quick, I wanted to add to race. If we beat Bayern, I'm still going to be 100% happy, so... He's a lie! He's a lie! He's a lie! <laughs> still isn't there. <laughs> All right, Judah. Judah, how about you? What are you saying about our Champions League chances? I mean, your reaction at the time, anyway. Not now, but your reaction at the time when we go to Madrid. What you well, <clears throat> um, I was kind of confident that we'll beat them. But after today's result, and after... Your manager going ahead to say we'll try and fucking win the Champions League, <laughs> and <laughs> him not um, acting like someone that wants to fucking win the Champions League today. Yeah, yeah. My confidence level has gone from eighty percent to fifty percent. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to repeat something I, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Yeah, if. If Chelsea are going to go on and win the Champions League or get to the final or whatever, it's not going to be down to Potter. It's going to be down to the players. It's going to be down to the players playing for their pride and, you know, trying to prove a point to the world. It's not going to be down to his tactics. And that's just facts. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. True, but we don't have that luck of 2012. You know the thing is, like, this is the time you need that luck. Like that quarterfinal stage, you know, you could battle for the yeah, no, nah, bro. Luck, luck can come and it's to you anytime, bro. Like in 2012, we're not we're not performing well in the league. We're not having the luck the luck in the in the league, but it was coming for us in in Champions League. So you understand, luck can come any anytime to you, bro. Judah, I agree, but I'm saying we got Benfica because I think after we beat Napoli, we got Benfica, then we got Barca. That Benfica thing helped us. It's that easy stuff. But like, you know how everybody wants Benfica now. You know, last year, even that year I won the Champions League in 2021. I think we got an easy team in the quarterfinals. Well, well I can't remember. you know that. You know that. No, we, um, went, we went Porto, Atletico, and then, no. It was Atletico in the quarters. Yeah. And then, then I can't remember. Uh, it was before my... No, no, no. It was, it was Atletico in round of 16. Porto in quarters. I put in the quarters, okay. Yeah, I dream I did the semi-final. You see okay. my point? We got Porto. no, but it wasn't it wasn't easy though. Because if you look at, at every game we played, we dominated all of them. We dom we dominated every team we played. Even even if go back to the city game, we dominated city too. Every single team we played in that that stretch, we dominated all of them. No, no, let's let's even forget let's even forget the fact of whether like um weak opponent or whatever. Like Rich already said, this Madrid team are not all that, bro. They, they are not all that. Like, they are, they are not even at the level that they were last season or even two seasons ago when we beat them, you know? So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like people are, like, um, should I say over-hyping? Or, like, people are, like, over... You beat Liverpool 5-2. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he didn't watch. He didn't watch the game. That's the he thing. When you watch the game, it was oval goals that they scored. It was like it was some stupid goals. I was like, what is going? Like? It, it was like a circus, bro. It wasn't nothing. It was like last season where they were just dispatching and, and, the team. And, and bro, let's be fair, yeah, let's be fair. Um, trying to watch his name was just twiking the old game for 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 Vinicius. No, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, Vinicius but, would take him to the corner flag and then cook him. Then. Exactly. Back. Like, he cooked him the whole game. Listen, no, no, stop it. This, Vinicius is not going to do that against... If Wesley is hopefully fit, that's not going to happen. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about everybody else. We'll see. All right, in that case, so, um, Nikki, would you like to talk to us about Madrid, as well, Man City and Bayern? Because for me, obviously, we're like Pep. I'm sure Pep here. Maybe Ray doesn't, but I'm sure we're like Pep. For me, I've always been waiting... To see Pep play against his former team in um, Bayern. Obviously, Manchester is a well-built and organized team right now. So for him to go play Bayern, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been long overdue. But yeah, Nikki, what can you say? Okay, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about my second club. Um, I'm not going to lie, 
Brian is a great team. They haven't been the best this season, let's be real. Um, there are a couple games that they've lost. Um, this is not the buy-in that we're aware of. They are like a different beast. So just like Chelsea, they are a different beast in Europe. But in the Bundesliga, you know, a little fumbling here and there. So they haven't been on their best form. I think with this um, 50 draw, 50 buy and draw, they will come good for sure. Bayern will come good, but I'm not saying, I'm not writing 50 off and saying they don't stand a chance. They actually do. So it's going to be a very tight game. But I think if you base Bayern's performance against Barcelona in their previous games in the Champions League, they will prove a point. You've seen that with PSG as well. So for sure, I think Bayern will go through. It's just, it's going to be a very hard game against the league for sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm looking so. forward to it. Judah, yeah. what can you guys say about the fixture as well? Because I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I I actually hope um Bayern find a way to win. <laughs> because just like rates, I would rather meet Bayern than, you know, meet Manchester City in case we win the semi-final. They're both, they're both difficult, especially Bayern. Bro, like this PSG bro, for Pep, 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 we cook. Like absolutely cook, <laughs> absolutely cook that over 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 two legs, bro. That is great to cook him over two legs. This, so. this is where I just want to step in real quick. Pep, we do know Pep is that guy. He will cook you when he has to cook you. But that's where people really underrate Bayern because they don't really watch them in the Bundesliga. And I know they're different leagues. Obviously, the PL is more intense. You see a lot more in the PL that you do. You do see in the Bundesliga, but I bet you Bayern is different gravy in Europe. So. I agree. I agree because I know rate doesn't really rate them, but I agree because I mean when I see Sane and um, Nabri and um, who else, I know Akmani as well. I see the, what they're doing. No, 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 never, never is dead this season. Never is very dead this season. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Na- Nabri and Chupamotin this season. Chupamotin this season. Yeah, let's not go there. For me, yeah, for me, for me. Yeah. What I'm saying is that for me, yeah, I'll prefer to meet someone that I don't know what I'm go- what I'm not going to, like. I don't know what I'm going to get from them. Then play it in there, that I will absolutely get cooked when I play them. I don't even know what I'm saying. So I prefer just to just to avoid avoid the um the the known and go for the unknown basically. So yeah. I I'm embarrassed also man. It's still the same thing. So it's either way for me. But no, I'll say I'll say this right. Um and I say I say I'm not afraid of them because like when I say I'm afraid of you, it means if you come into my house you can just grab whatever you want from my fridge and do whatever, and I can't do anything about it. That's that's Manchester City right there, right? <laughs> then with Napoli, because Manchester City are kind of stamped in that way, and two legs, they'll dispatch you if you're not Real Madrid. With Napoli, with them, they're kind of in the I don't know what they're going to do if they go against Chelsea. Yeah. But, at the, but I always say that because they're top of the league and they look like they'll just dispatch anybody because they're just, they're just drilled. They're like warriors, right? So those two I don't want to see. With Bayern, they're still a well-drilled team, but I think there's so many glaring issues that I feel like we can just take advantage of in a game, like the space they give, like Diop McConnell being a bum, like um, even though uh, Delict is 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 gotten better because at the beginning of the season he was a straight bozo, but he's 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 become really good. Like their back line, we can take advantage of that. Their midfield is where it becomes cheeky because Goretzka and neither Goretzka or Kimmich are DMs, right? But they play in a pivot. But they hunt, they hunt like fucking wolves to win the ball back. That's what uh. they do. They win the like that's what Bayern does, right? Because their defense is a little fragile. They hunt the uh, they they hunt in packs to, to win the ball back, keep the ball, and then they try to dissect you. They did it to PSG. Um with Mane, it might look different, but what I saw in the game against PSG, it's nothing, like, mind-blowing. Like, I'm not like, damn, Chelsea was going to get flattened if we go against them. Um, 
Super Moting is actually decent. Uh, you give him one or two chances, he's going to score one of them. Um, he's a, he's actually a decent finisher. Um, so there's that. Jamal Musiala has slowed down, and Coleman is he he fell and he rose back again. So that's those are the, those are kind of the biggest issues, and I have to see how Mane fits into their attack. Is he up front for them, uh, Nikki, when he plays, or does he play like on the wing or like in a ten? He was like for the for the few times it was up front. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. He's dangerous. Ray, you forgot to mention Alfonso Davis, man. Can't believe you do that. Alfonso Davis. Uh... Well, you don't you don't rate your Ghanaian brother. Is that what you're gonna tell me? <laughs> he said I don't he's rate like, him. He, he's Liberian Ghanaian, so I wouldn't really say Ghanaian per se. Yeah, yeah, he's half. He's half. Yeah. So I read Alfonso Davies, but um, there's also a chance that I, I'll just say like I rate him, but the levels I used to rate him, it's it's not as high right now. But that's why I, I'm not. Like I said, this team, I can we can handle Bayern, um, City, we can't handle. And then Napoli, I feel like if we were going to, to go against them, it'll be one of those 2-0 or 3-1 losses over the two legs. Um, and... But yeah, for me, I won't be buying beat Man City. But let's see. Let's see the tactical. Oh, and Nagelsmann is a fraud too. So that's why, like, <laughs> yeah, Nagelsmann is a fraud, bro. He, he, I, I realized it in that PSG game over those two legs. He's a big fraud. Mm. I'm not going to lie. We, 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 like, when I say we, like, Chelsea, Actually, ripping it. So you are right, Ray. We will. We we can do it. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll find out. Let's see what happens. I think it's next month. So hopefully, we can react to all the games that happen in the Champions League. But Judah, would you like to wrap us up? Um, Nikki, thank you for coming for the first time. Cheers. Good to have. Thank you. April twelfth, guys. April (laughs) twelfth. Yeah. So to round up, um, I'm just going to say. Um, hey guys, after the international break, it's going to be a long month for us. <laughs> April is going to be a long month for us because uh, I think so. We're playing nine, you know, nine games or something like that. Just in April, yeah, we're playing nine games. We're playing Villa on the first, Liverpool on the fourth, Wolves on the eighth, Real Madrid sure. on the twelfth, Brighton on the fifteenth, Real yeah. Madrid again on the eighteenth, United on the twenty-second. Brentford on the 26th, <laughs> and then Arsenal awesome. at the end of the month. Oh, my God. But yeah. <laughs> peak, peak, peak. So I'm just, I'm just going to tell my fellow Chelsea fans, get ready for more roller coaster of emotions. Right. <laughs> get ready for more, more days like today coming ahead for, for, for you. So, yeah. No, I mean, like, we'll see what, how portables, let's see what portable serves up that day. Let's see. Well, yeah, cheers, man. Judah, great. Thank you guys for yeah. coming. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're welcome for having us. Yes, man. I'm buying it. See you guys.